the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want, say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Get what I want, live a life. Nobody can touch me. You know I'm a bad girl. Yeah, y'all know I'm a bad girl. I'm so bad that I'm a threat, an extremist threat to the foundations of our republic. So say one P.O.T.U.S., at least the sitting P.O.T.U.S. tonight in an address to the nation. It wasn't a State of the Union address. I don't even know what to call this thing. Now, let me get out of here. This is how much tater skins and I love all y'all. We actually sat and watched that. Him watch- and I and I had more stomach than you. Yes, he watched all of it, start to finish. Actually, I didn't even let him hear all the end of it. I made him turn off the volume. He was, but we took the bullet for y'all. We absolutely took the bullet, and let me tell you, it was a metaphorical bullet. It it absolutely was. We're going to give you guys the highlights, and you know what? Y'all may be thinking, I don't want to hear anything that this man has to say. He was installed like software into that Oval Office, but this was an incredibly important speech. Absolutely incredibly important speech. Skins actually has a unique perspective. It's interesting, and this is why it's really important, I think, sometimes for everybody to watch, to listen, uh, to get get your news and your information from a variety of sources, and then also talk to people that you know, people that you trust, because um, it's it, it's kind of like... Um, when a family member of mine had cancer and the doctor said, look, sometimes when you're faced with some difficult situations, you need somebody with you because you need multiple people to process the information that's coming at you. Because particularly if, you know, it's, it's challenging circumstances. And I know y'all may be thinking, you know, cancer, that's a crazy analogy. It's absolutely not. We're in tough times in this country. And so uh, we're going to give you our different perspectives. But we would love to hear from you if you watch this. 888-344-1170. Did you watch this? Did you interpret it as the threat I that I did? I saw it as a flat out threat to use the administrative state against me for my beliefs, criminalizing my beliefs. Skins actually interpreted it a different way. I want to hear from you, 888-344-1170. Did you interpret it as a threat against 75 million Trump supporters, a.k.a. MAGA? Or do you think it was just more bloviating on the part of Joe Biden going into the midterms and it's just nothing nothing to really see here? 888-344-1170. I've mentioned his name now like 45 different times. I might as well bring him in officially with the official intro. Of course, I'm talking about the man, the myth, the legend in his own mind. It is DJ Potato Skins. And the message said, DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, Andrea, it it was excruciating to watch, but I think the the theme of it was, hey, you know what? We had some shenanigans in the last election. You ain't seen nothing yet. And this is our way of saying, don't you dare say a word of whatever the outcome is. 
Well, that's your that's your takeaway. Um, we're actually going to flush that out a little bit more as we share some of the details of what was said. Um, we we did not pull any clips. We're gonna we're uh, we might see if we can pull some highlights, some actual clips from the speech itself. But he basically well he he first he starts out by talking about how he chose Philadelphia as the, as the place to give this speech because this was the place in which the flame was lit regarding the fact that and then he tries to you know quote you know the Declaration of Independence and uh, the Bill of Rights and talking about how uh, the flame being lit for, uh, you know, that all people are all men are created equal. And then he starts quoting, we the people, we the people. Well, doesn't we how come we doesn't include 75 million MAGA voters? You know how I took that when he kept repeating that, Andrea, trying to get back to that collectivist mind state. Well, for, mindset. Well, for me, it's about uh, them versus us. This is about se- this is about segregating out a portion of of the United States of America, seventy five million of us, because seventy five million people consider themselves MAGA, because MAGA is not a cult of pers- personality with which he he decided to describe us and to to define us. It is a political belief system. And he that, said, "Well, we were a small percentage of the Republican Party." Well, of course, and, and, and that's a tactic, too. It's meant to marginalize us, demean us, defame us, just like uh, the, the famous uh, the Stalinist crowd and what these tactics, we talked about this just a few days ago. This is meant to defame us, to marginalize us, treat us as though we are, we are literally enemies of the state. He talked about how um, Donald Trump, here's how specific it was. He said Donald Trump and MAGA are an extreme threat. They're, they are uh, ex- the extremes that threaten the foundations of our republic by empowering election deniers. And that's why you were thinking, well, this is that that ultimately that that's what this is about. Um, when it, that they're setting the stage, they're criminalizing. Let me let me. Uh, because now I'm kind of seeing where, where you're at with this, because ultimately what they're doing is they're demonizing and criminalizing anybody who dares to question the outcome of an election. This is the precedent. This is the precedent. And actually what he was saying tonight is we're all January 6th defendants. We currently have people that are in jail, denied bail, in which judges have told them specifically, I'm not releasing you because you still think something untoward happened in the election. And now, he, would, he brought it up that basically all of us think that there are two outcomes to an election. Either we're the winners or we're the cheaters or there's cheaters. Well, of, of course, we all know that uh, that and going forward, this is the, this is the game plan. We're enemies of the state because we dare doubt, question the outcome of the election. Going forward, you will not be if you question it. It will be I, I, they, they haven't come forth with any legislation to criminalize actually putting it on the books in terms yeah. of criminal code. But I think it's coming. But why would they even need it? Because right now they didn't need it in order to put these people in jail. No, in January 6th. They didn't need it. He was talking today about uh, about the Constitution and this unique uh, this unique experiment of the United States of America. They were doing everything about this speech was about accusing MAGA of being the extremist that they are, even down to election denying uh, it, it, for Hillary Clinton for four years. Ran around and talked about how Trump colluded with the Russians and stole the election from her. Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre herself let me re- let me read some tweets from his spokesperson herself and what she had to say. 
This was a tweet in December 17th in 2016. Stolen emails, stolen drone, stolen election. Welcome to the world of unprecedented Trump. So by this man's own designation, his own de- his own definition of what an extremist threat is to the foundations of, the, of our republic, should not his own spokesperson be fired immediately and thrown into jail with the January 6th defendants? On December, two weeks later, on December 23rd, 2017, she, she tweeted, Trump always finds a way to take it to the lowest of lows. Not only is he a petulant dotard, but also a deplorable, illegitimate president. This is who is the current spokesperson for the White House. On April 2nd, 2020, she tweeted, reminder, Brian Kemp stole the, gu- the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. But he's the president it, of unity. Him. Exactly. So him, him. So this entire speech was about trying to rally and unite Americans around him and around the Democrats against MAGA Republicans, which, by the way, is a tactic that Hitler used well with Hitler youth in particular. It's also the strategy that Mao used with the Red Guards and during uh, Mao's revolution in which citizens forced other citizens into what they called struggle sessions persecuting them in a variety of different ways until they were and and until they were so persecuted that they would they would tout the state narrative and that's what's going on here he had the gall to say that the nation was at an inflection point and it was time to choose to either go forward or backward once again it's just more projection there's absolutely nothing progressive about with this democrat party who are communists there's nothing progressive about what they want to do they want to take this country back to the glory days of the united socialist soviet republic or noco or castro's cuba the same tactics are being deployed here on american citizens Talking about how uh, we, we need to respect the guardrails of our society, respect our Constitution. There's not one guardrail that they are respecting in this country. He's got the gall to talk about MAGA, uh, that we are about anger and chaos and live in the shadow of lies. They've lied to us for two years. I've got a story coming on later on about that the post-millennial has revealed emails Fortunately, thanks to an attorney general in Missouri and A.G. Landry out of Louisiana and a legal group filed FOIA requests. And we have emails that are coming out today showing how the White House and the CDC and the NIH, I think it was upwards of 13 government institutions colluded with big tech to lie to you, specifically targeting people that were that were sharing their own experience with these shots. Here's a shadow of lie trying to demonize 75 million voters and calling them enemies of the state so that you can have power, permanent power in this country. That's not respecting our guardrails. You want to respect the Constitution. You should be telling everybody who who denies an election. That's your right. In fact, one of the things that Skins enjoyed about this speech tonight was he enjoyed those exercising their First Amendment rights. (laughs) For about half the speech, about half, you heard way off in the distance, let's go, Brandon. Yeah. And it got to him towards the end. Oh, of his he speech. called it out. He, he was seething because this little dictator wannabe narcissistic child abusing, according to his own daughters, allegedly. And who, who alleged this? His own daughter in her diary. Her words, not mine. 
uh, child abusing pedophile, pedophile, according to his own daughter's diary, not my words. She's the one alleging this. Uh, he can't stand to, uh, you know, he, uh, and by the way, something else that jumped out of me, he had, he had the gall to say, um, I give you my word as a Biden. <laughs> that was before he started seething at the people chanting against him. Right. And actually started saying, oh, they've got the right to do They've got the right to be ignorant. They've got the right to act like, you know, jerks or whatever and embarrass themselves. He said, no, I'm not embarrassed. They're not embarrassed. I don't think this is good. Do you do you think that this has the possibility of moving the dial any in this country? No, it doesn't. I don't think so. What it's meant to do is it's meant to further suppress and oppress opposing viewpoints. This was a threat. This was basically the Biden administration coming out and saying, you're all January 6th defendants. What we did to them is now how we are going forward in this country. That you dare to question the outcome of a dem- of an election in which a Democrat wins. Because the Democrats, see, these rulers and these communist societies never have to live under the weight of their own policies. And that includes questioning the outcome of an election. Now, going forward, you're right, Skins. The overall message is, going forward, you question the outcome of an election, you're facing, you're, you're facing some jail time, possibly. And they don't have to legislate anything to do it. We're going to take a break. We come back. There's some more comments I want to make about this. And, and, and I've actually got some voters on the streets in New York uh, that I think we could I think this clip could have could be could could it, uh, it's almost as though they were questioning some people on the street today who were the same people that were outside listening to this speech tonight. We're going to play that for you when we get back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170. The answer, San Diego. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Joe Biden addressed the nation and I think it was an incredibly important speech. Not the part in which he's like trying to claim credit for the fact that, you know, uh, you know, his job as president is to make us more prosperous, free and just. I mean, there's not anybody even on the left, you know, uh, you know, mind-numbingly moronic enough to try to assert that we're more prosperous and free and, dr- and just as a nation these two years in. The left is happy that we're not as free. They're happy that we're not as just because they're the useful idiots enough to think that it's just the MAGA Republicans are going to be in the crosshairs, right? Uh, when, when that's absolutely not true. He had the gall to talk about MAGA uses violence as a tool. Black Lives Matter and Antifa didn't use violence as a tool. Show me the video of people burning down, of MAGA burning down any business in this country. Show me the video like I saw over and over and over and over again of MAGA Republicans in MAGA hats taking two by fours to the heads of business owners. It didn't happen. Where was where did MAGA set up a, a, an autonomous zone to, st- taking over entire streets and cities? Didn't happen. I tell you, I, I tell you what uh, what did happen. Bernie Sanders supporter shot to kill Republicans on a baseball field. That happened. A Democrat came and stood outside a Supreme Court justice's house and was going to kill him and three or four others. And they still let these people stand outside these Supreme Court justices homes. Committing felonies. They let people tweet out and put bounties on the heads of the Supreme Court justices, paying money 
to know the locations of these justices. Funny how when he was talking tonight about violence as a tool skins, he didn't mention the threats against Supreme Court justice. No, he mentioned some supposed death threats against FBI. Has there death threats against FBI? Come on. Kamala Harris, actually, there were, she was one of many Democrats that actually paid uh, bail for violent felony uh, assaulters during the summer of love in 2020, Black Lives Matter and Antifa. She bailed out felons that attacked police officers. He said that, uh, you know, uh, going forward, the Biden administration is about being a nation of hope and unity and optimism. Uh, as opposed to MAGA, which is about fear, division, and darkness. Um, you, and he didn't instoke fear and division in that speech? Yeah. In fact, here's what some people in New York had to say yesterday um, when they were asked um, about, yeah, these are New York voters. And we know New York ain't exactly the most conservative and ain't exactly MAGA country. Uh, Skins, please play clip five. Um, more divided than we ever were. Far more. Far. He's the most divisive president in the history of the United States, at least in my lifetime. Yeah. This was a guy that when people would come to his rallies and just ask him basic questions, he would he would threaten them with violence. This is a dude that talked about, you know, if they were back in high school, I'd take Trump to the back and I'd beat the crap out of him. First of all, there's this man couldn't even couldn't beat the beat the crap out of anything but himself trying to navigate a flight of stairs. This guy can't even beat up a sentence. He's a hate-filled tool who's drunk on the power of an office that he didn't earn. And he displays every day why he's got a daughter who wrote disgusting things about him in her diary and why he's got a crackhead kid that got to fly around on taxpayers' dollars lining his pockets to the tunes of hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, committing crime after crime after crime, and has not only gotten away with it, gotten rewarded for it. Well, you know what? That 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 little story, that little chicken's coming home to roost, because you know what? That movie, My Son Hunter, is coming out. And there are and and so are more and more FBI whistleblowers coming out. But I'm concerned that it might be too late, Skins. Because we got the midterm elections coming up, and you said a while back that you thought there was a reason why Nancy Pelosi was confident, said she wasn't worried at all about these midterms. She said that she was confident, she wasn't worried. Then you see comments from Turtle McConnell saying that, you know, he's not sure that uh, Republican, uh, Republicans are going to be so successful. Pelosi comes out again. She was just talking about Colorado, but made similar statements. And then you have tonight's Biden message. I, I, I'm worried. Yeah, because one of the things you said before the show that I'm not sure you said as clearly since we went live is that this speech tonight paves the way for them to do whatever they want to do with the elections in the midterm. And the know 2020 that- election? I mean, there was so many shenanigans in, in that election that affected the outcome. I think this will be 10 times worse. And that way, if it's a blue wave, they're they're expecting and probably going to enforce not one voice of dissent. Right. 
that that any race that they win, blue wave doesn't matter. You will never any any questioning. I, I, I it emboldens them to not only have a blue wave and and criminalize anybody who dares to speak up about it, but it emboldens them if they are allowed to say that right now that you are an enemy of the state because you question that bag of crap that went down in 2020 that was documented by Dinesh D'Souza with 2,000 mules where courts have now finally come out after hearing the evidence and saying that it, like in the instance of Wisconsin that the election commission there did not have the right that broke the law with what they did with the mail-in ballots when we know uh, that the Pennsylvania S- Supreme Court didn't have the right to rewrite the election laws when we know that Zuckerberg did uh, that the use of the Zuckbucks was illegal in most of the cases when and when when we know that the FBI suppressed stories that affected the outcome of the election, if you're not allowed to question that, then they're they're completely emboldened to just put it right out in your face and do whatever they want to do with the elections, not even have to hide it, knowing that now the goal is. The goal is, is that they can have you be so demonized as, quote, an election denier and so under threat by this FBI that you're not allowed to question by a, D- a DOJ that has set up a counterterrorism unit that says the, gr- the greatest threat to this country is anybody who believes that in the in limited government, the government can be too big, that elections can be stolen. It was a two birds and one stone speech. Yeah, he wanted to come out there and they wanted to demonize MAGA Republicans. But I think the main goal, Andrea, had everything to do with the upcoming election. Of course, they're setting the stage that we're going to basically do whatever we want to do to to continue to control both houses of Congress. And if you dare to say anything about it, we're going to cancel you in one way or another, even if it means using a weaponized FBI and DOJ, because you know what? We had the blueprint for it and we did it. And you you got people like Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy and Lindsey Graham and Ben Sass and Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney and all the rest of the rhinos there, but for a handful of three that are completely okay with it. This is Mitch McConnell. When Mitch McConnell came out three days ago and said there or last week, there isn't anything wrong with our elections. There's no threat to our democracy. He's in on it later on. We're going to be get into a little bit more detail about the this ranked choice. What is the latest scheme in your face to control the outcome of the elections and to deny MAGA a seat at the table? It's called ranked choice voting, and it's being supported by the Mitch McConnells and the Mitt Romneys of the world. And we're going to talk about how that affected not just Sarah Palin, but our elections going forward a little bit later. Coming up, we've got an important election in the state of California we need to talk about with you guys. Lonnie Chen who is running for controller in the state of California, will be here to tell you why you may not know about this race. You may not know what the controller does, but why you need to know about it and why you need to vote for him when we come back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. We were having some fun during the break about how to find out your royal name. Later on, 
because um, I'm not going to put Lonnie Chen through this. I'm not going to. I'm not going to put him through this silly game of how to, how you know what your royal name is. He's far too classy. He's far too intellectual. Right? He's a mental giant. He's not, he's above our silliness here. So we'll save that for you guys a little bit later on the show. On a serious tip, y'all know that I've been saying for a while that it's not enough to just come here every night. I love to discuss the issues with you guys. I love to talk about solutions. But I've been saying for a while that we've got to go beyond that. I've been I've been asking for a, a call to action for us to all get involved and that and not all of us can run for office but if you have the wherewithal to do it if you've got the the backbone to do it we've got to throw our hats in the ring where possible we've got too many races that are run uh, with democrats run unopposed many people have no idea what a controller is for a state and why that race is important well here we've got Lonnie Chen who's actually running for controller of California he's a hero of mine simply because he's running for office in the state of California, let alone this one. And so I'm honored to have him on the show tonight to share with you guys all about him and the controller race for California. And he joins me now. Hello, Lonnie Chen. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hello, Andrea. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for that really kind introduction. I appreciate it. Of course. Um, Okay. So, you know, people, you know, I talk about money and economics a lot on the show. I've been talking a lot, as as many people have, about the inflation and taxes and everything going on. But I have to always remember that when we start talking about things like this, people's eyes start to glaze over, right? It's not as fun yeah. as, say, talking about ways, you know, what your, what your you know, uh, royal name might be when you add in what you last ate and your dog's name, right? But it's so important. Tell everybody what the role is of a controller and why this race is important. Well, it is important because it impacts all of us who pay taxes here in California. And you think about all this money we send to Sacramento and really how little we appear to get for it. And the role of the controller is pretty simple, which is to be an advocate for taxpayers. It's the person in Sacramento who's supposed to give us accountability for every single dollar the state spends. And I think for too long, we've been kept in the dark, Andrea. We really have. Mm -hmm. I I don't think we have a great sense. $300 billion a year the state sends out the door in checks. And do we actually know how that money is spent? I mean, you think about all the different uh, projects. You think about all the different places where we have seen just gross mismanagement by by the people in Sacramento. I mean, everything from uh, the twenty billion dollar fiasco of unemployment insurance, where mm. checks were sent to people in prison and people mm-hmm. in Russia and China. Give me a break. You've got uh, you know billions spent on a high speed rail project where there's still no railway and there's still no obvious pathway. Uh, to, to, to get sort of, you know, major population areas in Southern California connected with Northern California. What about our schools? Mm, what about mm-hmm. all the money that, that came from the Fed, $60 billion from the Fed? Where did all that money go? Is it helping our kids? Is it helping teachers? These are the kinds of things the controller can have uh, – some viewpoint over and that's why I think this is a really important job and I hope people pay attention well they need to um, and, and but it can be really hard because it's almost like a shock and awe you know this you know that with a 24-hour news cycle and all these different media outlets it's so hard and so many different issues that we're faced with every day as Americans particularly if you're trying to raise a family and trying to work at the same time it can be really hard um, because it's not like it used to be to where you come home at the end of the day maybe you watch a half an hour news program and you can actually trust that that outlet to share with you everything you need to know. And politicians weren't so uh, just completely 
and enabled and allowed to lie and line line get away with it right so it's it's so difficult for voters to know what is the truth and what isn't for example i mean we all see we all know that the franchise tax board and what we pay here in state taxes and every time we turn around we're taxed to death we know that in spite of that we see the homeless encampments everywhere we see the potholes everywhere but then we got gavin newsom coming out and talk, bragging about all the deficit and how we got all this money in the bank and the voters are confused and they don't even know what to think about what's going on with money in California. Yeah. And, and that's why I really think Andrea, it starts with information. And, and one of the key things I intend to do is controller, you know, I've got a plan to bring transparency to every dollar we spend. I want to put it all online. I want everyone to be able to see it. I want to go go online. You want to figure out how much we spent on hot dogs last year. You can go look that up. You want to figure out how much we spent on, uh, solar solar uh, panels, you can figure that out. Whatever it is, whatever your priority is, you as a taxpayer, me as a taxpayer, we should be able to figure that out. And it, it shouldn't it shouldn't be rocket mm-hmm. science. It shouldn't take you know lots of different uh, you know degrees to have to do it. You should be able to go and figure out where our money is spent. And and right now we don't have that. And no. I think that that creates a big challenge, right? Because we can't hold the lawmakers, we can't hold the politicians accountable if we don't even know in the first place how the money is being spent. And more important than that, is it being spent well? I mean, I know the answer to that. You, you do too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we, sh- we can show the data and say, hey, listen, you think you're solving the homelessness problem? You spent $20 billion on it over the last couple of years. By the way, $20 billion just to give folks a sense of how much money that is. That would pay all of our gas taxes in California for two years. Wow. We wouldn't have to pay gas tax for two years. Imagine that, you know, almost 60 cents a gallon. But, but the point is, they spend all this money. And I always ask people, hey, you think the homelessness thing is getting better or worse? What right. do you think? I mean, pretty, pretty obvious. Pretty obvious, right? So we, we all should be outraged, frankly, at how Sacramento is spending our money. And the basic point I make is let's just get some transparency in there and help people make some decisions about what we should be doing instead. Well, yeah, because um, it, it, there's it, – it, it, there's also like a, what part of what makes it confusing for the voters is there's almost like a shell game going on. I mean, how many times have we had a ballot proposition come our way to where you think you're voting for this and the money's supposed to go here, like gas taxes, for example, and then it never goes to where it's supposed to go over here. And we never hear again about where that money went. I mean, I don't even know whatever happened, all the money that was spent on this train to nowhere business, right? The bullet train. So, you know, it, 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 how would you make it transparent, not just how much is spent but if money comes in that's taxed specific for something and are you also going to share whether or not that's where the money goes and track uh, track the money that way i i I, do you follow me yeah no we've got to do more than than just track the money which is step one step two is you know the controller can audit any program in california okay go in and figure out you go in and figure out hey where the money actually go because, you know, you mentioned the shell game earlier. This is the classic trick that the politicians do is they say, hey, we're spending money on this priority. And they go and spend it on something else. Mm-hmm. So what an audit will do is allow us to get to the bottom of it, right? Is the money actually going where, we're told, where we've been told it will be spent? And I think that's the biggest problem is, you know, we just don't have a sense for are these programs performing effectively? I mean, healthcare is a great example. Mm. We spend a lot of money on healthcare in this state. And I'd love nothing more than for people to have access to quality, affordable health care, to be able to get their health care needs met. But all this money is being spent. Are people actually being helped or is it going to middlemen and, and, and is it mm-hmm. going to, to providers and is it going to, 
big corporate interests instead of the people. I mean, we need to figure that out, right? And so that's what the audit uh, power allows the controller to do. And, and that, for me, is a really important element of this. I think you just got to get to the bottom of where this money is being spent and how it's being spent. And then I'll add one more thing, which is why don't we have a really easy way to understand if a program is working or not? I'm talking super simple. You know, our kids get grades in school, at least they used to. But can we just give each of these programs a grade and say, how's it performing? You got all this homelessness spending. What is it? Is it an A? Is it a B? Is it a D? Mm-hmm. Is it an F? People should just know very easily. And so that, this is all part of my plan to bring transparency and finally bring some accountability to Sacramento. Yeah, I love it. We're talking to Lonnie Chen, who's running for a controller for the state of California. Yeah, I, I love that your plan involves some critical things. You know, first of all, tracking how much money is coming in, how much is being spent per category, uh, auditing to to determine that if uh, for for different programs in the country, and then accountability because we we don't have any of that. No, we don't know where our money is going. Nobody's bothering. Everything's being hidden, uh, which enables them to lie to us and make all these promises on the campaign trail and then not deliver. And um, and then we we don't have anybody being held accountable for it. And the attitude with the, all these politicians is that that our money is theirs, really. And they just get to decide how much of it they let us keep. And no, there needs to be quantitative benchmarks for every dollar that's taken from us for whatever program it's going to. And they should be graded for it. And th- and then and then ultimately what should happen is if there's misappropriation of funds in these programs, somebody loses their job. If it involves criminal activities, somebody needs to be prosecuted for that. And the politicians who don't deliver on their word need to be held accountable at the ballot box. Uh, I think this makes absolute sense. And it's, it's not something people talk about. Usually everybody just has the candidates for their office come on and they get to promise the world and deliver you know, New Jersey, right? No offense to New Jersey, um, but we we need some real accountability. How? But how? But let me ask you this before we let you go, Lonnie Chen. Um, you can't do it alone. You got you got you got to have a team of people, and there's going to be a whole lot of people in Sacramento as well as particularly those in, in the state legislatures that are going to want this plan of yours. How do you make it happen? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you something. Uh, for all the insiders and all the people who don't want this change. Uh, I believe we're going to have the people of California on our side. I believe we're going to be able to go in there and say, listen, I know you insiders. I know all you Sacramento politicians. You know, my opponent is one of them. I know all of you just want to go along to get along. But I'll tell you, that's not what people want in California. People are sick of it. They don't want, uh, you know, politicians who collaborate with each other uh, to spend your money without telling you where it's going to go. They want people who are going to be watchdogs. And, And I always say to people, hey, you know what, my the essence of my campaign for control is very simple is that the time uh, that the time is now when we need watchdogs, not lapdogs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We don't need more people who are going to say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. We need people who are going to ask critical questions and defend taxpayers. And that's what I'm going there to do. Well, I'm into biting. I'm not into barking. And so I love your dog analogy because because we, <laughs> we need we need some attack dogs to be going in there. And I think this is the perfect time for there to finally be some attention to this kind of race, because we've got people that are suffering so bad in this state, Lonnie Chen, from the six dollars a gallon of gas here in San Diego County. It's three thousand dollars a month on average for a one bedroom apartment here. People can't afford afford to live here. And, you know, yeah, 
uh, the Biden administration's wiping away student debt for some, but the medical expenses that people have here in the state. So many people trying to rebuild their lives after uh, Newsom's, uh, you know, uh, COVID crackdowns. And so we need we need somebody protecting our money and doing right by the taxpayers. Tell everybody how they can learn more about your campaign and support you. Absolutely. Go to my website, Chen for California, C-H-E-N-F-O-R, California.com. Uh, check out. We've got all sorts of content. We've got specific plans of things I'm going to do. We've got some videos to check out and just encourage folks to go on there and learn more about me, learn more about what we're trying to do and why it is that I believe we can bring transparency and accountability back to state government in Sacramento. Well, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Great to be with you. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned. Oh, I'm looking at some rescued beagles. Were these some of the beagles that Fauci had his hands on? Oh, I don't know. But it's glad to see that they're coming here to San Diego. And you come on back. We've got more to talk about on the other side of the break. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Sometimes it's so hard to be serious and do my job in here because it's just, we, we just like to giggle and have fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, Grab the mic, Kev. <laughs> she, he is shysterific. Hey, I'm from I'm from New Orleans. We we like our shysters. We. <laughs> you know what? Why don't? Why don't we just? You know what? Should we just talk about our royal names? Is that what she would? I still got mine written down. Okay, what's your royal name? I am Lord Pete Tortilla Chips of Bumdia. <laughs> Kevin, what was yours? Come tell us again. Uh, I'm Lord uh, Muffy. Muffy Donut of Dollar General. Okay. <laughs> Here's how the game works. You can call in and tell us your royal name. Um, and, and, you know, yesterday was the 25th anniversary of losing Lady Diana, sat up and watched her funeral. This is no disrespect to the royal family and uh, Princess Diana from yesterday, but find your royal name. Here's how it works. Number one, Lord or Lady. Number two, your pet's name. Number three, the last thing you ate. Number four, add the word of. Number five, the last place you shopped. So here's mine. I am Lady Gator. Jalapeno cheese of Ralph's. Milady. Milady. I'm Milady Gator Jalapeno cheese of Ralph's, which is a grocery store here if you're not from San Diego. Kind of fun. We're hey, Everything's better with cheese. <laughs> it is. I don't want to live I, I don't want to live in a world without cheese. No. And I don't trust anybody who doesn't like cheese. Oh, you know what? I'm right there with you. I mean, I have people, you know, um, I'm obsessed with cheeseburgers. It's one of my favorite foods. And I was growing up as a kid. I didn't want a steak. My parents you know would be like, buy steak. Some people tell you, and I used to agree with this. Well, you know, if you, if it's a really good burger, you don't need cheese. Wrong. Well, I beg to differ. Wrong. Wrong. It's kind of like people saying if it's really good cake, it doesn't need frosting. Wrong. The Cheese enhances it. The cake is just the vehicle for the frosting. Um, while we're talking about dogs, though, I do think I did see that there were all these, was it hundreds of beagles that were rescued out of Virginia, probably from the Fauci death, beagle death camps, right? Where he was, he was putting their heads in a box and then putting all these oh, bugs. I it was like absolutely horrible. So San Diego, I saw tonight that they, all, a lot of the rescued, be, rescued beagles have been brought here to San Diego. Oh, I know. I love that. I'm not in a position Never right now. Never been a beagle owner, but I think they're one 
one of the cutest breeds. Oh, they're so sweet. I've known people that own beagles. San Diego, if, if you're thinking of adopting and you, you've got a heart for, for rescue of dogs, I've heard beagles you know, are rescue great dogs. dogs are the best. I know. I, you know, I, um, if I had a yard, I would, I would, I think that, I think they are a breed that needs a backyard. You know, there's some breeds that need a backyard and some are like, lap, like gate, my gator is a, is a lap dog. It's like, oh, my, my chihuahua. Yeah. He has to have his yard. Oh, Chihuahua's like a yard? Oh, he loves to run. Chihuahuas don't run, man. Oh, yes, they do. They're, and they're not slow. Okay, this is the first... I, I don't know if you've got... Do you have a special needs Chihuahua? Because no, I'm not, no. I'm not well, familiar he, with Chihuahuas yeah, being a running breed. Yeah, special because he likes breed. to eat, but other than that. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the running Chihuahua. Here's an email I got from a listener. What the blank is going on? Turned on another channel. I'm not going to say the channel. All capital letters, because we don't, we don't, you know, um, we're not promoting any other station here. Uh, it's all caps. It's a sports channel now, all day long. Unable to get through, she's tried to call him on the phone. I'm also not going to say the name of a, of a show host she was looking for. She says, is this the end of conservative radio? Ready to pull my hair out? Are they taking you away too? Lord help us. I am not going anywhere, my dear friends. And no, this different is company. different company. Here's the good news. Uh, AM 1170, the answer is actually the truest, most conservative talk Amen. radio station in San Diego. Okay, y'all don't need to go anywhere else right now. You've got me, 6 to 8 p.m. every night. We also have Dr. Gorka. We've got Jay Sekula. We've got Charlie Kirk after me at night. And let me tell you, Charlie Kirk did the most amazing explanation today on his show. It's the replay tonight at 8 o'clock. The most amazing explanation today of this ranked choice voting and what it means and what it's about and how it's spreading. It's a scheme of electioneering in your face to control the outcome of elections, to make sure that only uniparty rhino Republicans ever win across this country. So you definitely want to stay tuned for Charlie Kirk. And it is an education. He is like a historian and he's he's, he's absolutely brilliant. We've got Dennis Prager, who's such a philosopher and does some amazing um, philosophical and I, I love his I think it's Tuesdays or Wednesdays when he talks about marriage he's got one day a week he talks about marriage um, Mike Gallagher is just uh, just a legend Gallagher's always been my jam yeah just just amazing Hugh Hewitt uh, early in the morning for us here um, so you know have no fear my dears because we are here in San Diego we are the best conservative talk station in my opinion Not going anywhere. anywhere and we ain't going nowhere we got our buddy Ed Martin from Pro America Report you can hear him and and, and you can also download all the podcasts you can go listen online at theanswersandiego.com get all your podcasts there so you can listen to it at your leisure so there's the answer to that. Thank got you. My Thank you for the love. Too. Oh, and you you know what? We got a minute or so before we wrap this hour. Tell everybody about your show. My show's called Across the County. It's every Saturday. It's actually bright and early in the morning, about Hugh Hewitt time, about four thirty in the morning. And people can check it out on the podcast at theanswersandiego.com. Talked to a lot of great book authors, people that impact the local community here in San Diego. And uh, if there's something national, like what's going on right now with the whole Biden thing, and we want to talk about it, we talk about that, too. Yeah. So um, might as well read another uh, comment here before we go uh, live. The live caller is 888-344-1170. But a lot of people email me during the show. Uh, Don says Biden claimed 
we who oppose him are destroying the Constitution, yet the Constitution specifically limits the power of government and states the government shall not abridge liberties like speech, religion, and to keep arms. Methinks Biden better read my new book, Republic or Democracy, Does It Matter? Well played, my man. Great email to me as an opportunity to not just share some smarts, Don Jans, but also plug a book. I'm all about that, and, and I'm all about free speech. All right, we love you. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break, um, young Elvis break, and then we'll be back for another hour. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 